What's up, it's Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. You're listening to the Washington Football Talk Podcast. First day of training camp in the books. Commanders out and about. We learned some stuff. We saw some stuff. Let's dive into it. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What up, everybody? It's J.P. Finley. It's the Washington Football Talk podcast. We are in a field, in training camp. It's hot. It's raining. This this feels like home, boys. How we doing? I love this energetic J.P. When we get when we get J.P. with this kind of energy, you know it's training camp. Um, At least early in training a camp. Of, a lot of caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. I mean, Mitch and I have our shoes off. I personally feel like I smell pretty bad, so welcome back to late July. Yeah, we're here. Ashburn. We're here. Uh, I want to thank Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Want y'all to do the exact same thing. Check them out, OarsmanVA.com. Seven locations, all over Northern Virginia. Those are our guys. Check them out. They can sell your car. They can lease your car. Cars are hard to find. They got them. That's what you need to know. Headline of today, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's your guy. He's definitely my guy, and. Well, I don't think we're in Curtis Samuel territory, and we need to totally lose our minds. I don't think we're at all close. I right. think Curtis Samuel territory is Canada, yeah. and we're in Oklahoma. But like, the, we're not close. But it is intriguing to me that this was an injury that cropped up, popped up, happened at the end of minicamp, which was early-ish, mid-June, and here we are in late July, and it still hasn't gotten to a point where they feel comfortable putting him out there on the field on day one. So something to monitor. Ron used his favorite phrase, abundance of caution. Uh, hopefully it's not too much of an abundance of stress for us in the future. Abundance of caution. When I wrote the Chase Young story earlier this week, I was like, yeah, get ready for that phrase. Yeah. Um, what did uh, Callahan – Callahan used to have some phrases. Um, uh, like, I visited with. <laughs> visited with. Yeah. Uh, on, the on the tube. Yep. Abundance of caution is one of Ron's phrases. It's, he's for getting sure. to that point. Um, Important versus interesting also. Of course. I, I said on the radio, I think it – I think the Gibson stuff – is a one out of ten right now, it, and it's north of zero because this was also happening in June, and now we're six weeks later. But I, I, I'm at one out of ten. I'm at two and a half. I think he's relatively—he's not injury prone, but he's had—he's been prone to nicks like this, little twinges and tweaks. Sure. And I don't want this to be one that saps him from a, what I think could be a huge third year. I know I'm maybe alone in that take of it being huge. Luckily, they have Brian Robinson, but I want to see Gibson. What is the percentage growth over kind of his baseline to make huge? Last year, he was just over 1,000 yards, seven rushing touchdowns, a couple receiving touchdowns. Let's just just make it a total. So he's at about 1,100 yards from scrimmage, 10 touchdowns. I think it would be an increase into the 1,400-yard, 12-touchdown range. So probably like a 20% jump in both of those categories and maybe 50 catches. I think he had 43 last year, so maintaining in that area. I'm certainly that, less that than would your qualify as a, as a that, big a jump. pretty big yes. jump. I, I think I'm at a .5 out of ten. And I think it's less than that. The bigger thing I thought today. You're at a point five out of ten. And, but then it's less than that. No, no, no. I, I'm less than JP's one, okay. and certainly lower than your gotcha. two and a half. But I think the more interesting thing in regards to 
Antonio Gibson was Ron Rivera at the podium today, was asked about Brian Robinson and kind of what his role was going to be. And he talked about how he expects Brian Robinson to be kind of the, the inside runner, the guy who gets between the tackles, which obviously is what we kind of all expect. But then he kind of did a, you know, we know that, um, we know that Antonio Gibson has a little more shake than him and is a little more elusive, and he's more of an outside runner, and we expect that Brian Robinson is going to be yep. more of the downhill guy. And to JP's credit, early on in OTAs, he talked about how he thought Brian Robinson was going to have a bigger role. Day one of training camp, hearing Ron Rivera kind of volunteer that information, which is something that he generally does a pretty good job of keeping close to the vest. I think kind of says something. I think you have a. I was I telling. You're starting to get a little bit of an idea of how they expect this to be, you know, kind of a, a true running back by committee. I think you're going to see all three guys get a number of carry, you know, their share of carries, and I don't think Antonio Gibson's going to get the workload to be able to get to that 1,400 yard, 12 touchdown type season because I think you're going to have J.D. McKissick eating into some of those. Uh, third down um, and passing down roles. And I think you're going to see uh, Brian Robinson Jr. breaking into some of those first and second down runs that normally would be uh, Antonio Gibson territory the past couple of years. Mitch dropping the junior there. I like that. Um, respect. What if over under AG's back tomorrow? Under as in not, not back. hitting until next week. Yeah, I don't think there's any point bringing him back. And if he's good enough to go tomorrow, then I would imagine, like, what, he needed six weeks and a day to be okay? Like, it, it would seem odd. So I predict it's it's going to be a few more days for him. Today was also an hour and a half practice. It was very short. Ron talked about wanting. I think it's going to be 90 minutes this whole week. I agree, but Ron talked Sign about wanting up. to kind of, you know, slowly Sign ramp it up. up. It's 345 sure recording. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Ron talked about slowly wanting <laughs> to ramp it up. We've seen Antonio Gibson get hurt and then also play through. A number of injuries. I, I, His toughness that's a great shouldn't point. be questioned. I, and I, I'm not questioning toughness whatsoever. Certainly. Dude's tough and pushes through. So what I'm saying is it, it, take, it will take him missing the first week. If we don't see him in, in training camp at all, then obviously the worry will training start ramping up. Training camp at all, sure. But my number won't grow from a 1 out of 10. Barring us learning something. If, right. if, if he just doesn't go for a while and they tell us abundance of caution, I'll go until after the FedEx practice before my number will grow. So Which I'm, I'm going to August 8th. Like 10, 10 days from now. Yeah. I mean, look, they – they had the because pup. They had the pup yesterday, and they didn't put him on the pup, which is telling that he's probably but close, just not to Mitch's ready. Point, he's gutted it out in a lot of situations. You don't need to gut this out. There's Certainly no reason exactly. to push through this. Yeah. So, I'll go until August tenth, or what I say, August eighth, without caring if we see him practice. Okay. Yeah, I'll stay at my two point five. I'm just a little How more. How many days will you stay at two five? At the same time, I'm I just know more, you. You <laughs> tend to react. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm just. I'm just more paranoid. Pete is. I'm more put off by the fact that he had all the time to recover, and it's still an issue. But I'll maintain at the two point five until we see some other sort of report or glaring problem. I, so you'll I be at two point five on Labor Day. Should there? No. Give FedEx. Me a date. FedEx practice. It's a great place to. I think we should all. Well, you want to see him at FedEx, or you're okay if it's after FedEx? I'd like to see him at FedEx. Okay. I think we should all commit to not raising our number until if, until he misses the, the FedEx practice. And if that happens, then we can bring it back up and have a discussion about where we're at with this Antonio Gibson worry meter. Okay. Because I'm out here talking about his number. <laughs> 
I think we. Uh, you want to talk about your number? <laughs> I think we need to talk about the receiving group all being out there today. Curtis Samuel yeah. looked fine. I mean, he looked like Curtis, and we now have a baseline of him looking fine, and we certainly have a baseline of him on the cycling team. Um, people are trying to break down the Chase Young Walking entrance video. video, like Zapruder tape. Uh, you don't know anything. Sorry. Did Pro Football Doc actually weigh in? Did no, he? no, no. Just the Twitter doc, the Twitter docs uh, weighed in a little bit. Wait, Wait. Did you post a video? Where is this? I, I'd like yes, to see. Yes, Mitch these. tweeted it. I tweeted Mitch it. Mitch underscore Tischler. There were a couple, uh, you know, comments and I'm quote pulling tweets. Yeah, I want your breakdown of Chase Young's gate, JP, right. and tell us what it means I for think, the structure of his. I name. think Chase has a little bit of a. Everybody follow a Mitch. He's got a, a silly Carson Wentz to the Jahan Dotson video yeah. out here. Uh, Mitch underscore Tischler. Um, Chase Young walking out to camp. Here we go. This is him walking down the path <laughs> An incredibly the field. A, a decent little grade. No pads on. Does look like he's wearing spikes. Right. Um, yellow shirt. He's yellow got, shirt. Tucked in. Yep. Almost looks like he's got a beeper on his pocket, but he doesn't. Hold on. Did he fist bump the guy in the 99 jersey? Or he, 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 missed nine, he, missed one of the, he missed one of the fans on the uh, side. Tough look. JP, how's he walking to you? Is there anything that causes you and your professional background as a medical genius to cower? As a medical expert, which I am not, uh, there's nothing yeah. that causes me to respond. He, has a, he, he has a, is walking a little funny, though. But he has like a but little bit like of a, a confident like swagger. Yeah, to like it's anyway. like an interesting yeah. gait. Like, you know how uh, Dominic Rogers Camardi used to run and it looked like he was him. always like, hurt? I didn't think anything of it. No, neither did I. Certain people have a walk. And that wasn't necessarily about this? an injured walk. HTTR Sooners 88 responded, roads cracking, gravel gone, most dilapidated headquarters practice area in all of sports. Meanwhile, Dan is living lavishly on his yacht in France and Italy. Um, <laughs> no comment. That's the optimism we're looking for Rick, right here. Rick stuff. Proctor says, walking quite ginger if you look attentively. Um, Sam says, it's the fist bump whiff for me. Oh, that <laughs> fist bump was really painful, dude. Um because the guy's taking a video, this, Chase goes for it, they're it's, too far away. This guy says, friends, OMG, looks like Alex Smith 2.0. Relax, D-Friends. Relax, D-Friends. The thing that stands out to me the most is that his T-shirt's tucked in. Uh, I mean, totally honest. That is... Is that a little nerdy for you? What do you... No, dude, what I've learned, Dan Martin, our former colleague, taught me this a long time ago. I'm an old white dude, never judge what young people are doing. He looks cool. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think I, whatever Chase Young does is cool. If any, so of, the, I think if any of the cool. three of us were as ripped as he was, we'd be wearing tight T-shirts tucked in, showing off all 13 of the abs that he has. I'm yeah. a 40-year-old white dad. I am not judging what football players are wearing. What you are a judge of, though, is the receiving corpse, which you wanted to talk about. Because, dude, they're doing very little out there. There's no hitting. You've got none of your – you got no centers. Like – there's not a lot to judge from today, so you want to see Wentz building rapport with these guys. Um, I talked to Terry. You're going to hear from Terry after the sure are. after the show, after the we talk. Um, Terry talked to I, I tried to – Terry caught a pair of deep balls, I think. It definitely won off Carson. And I, I tried to get a little info on, like, how the process goes of, like, building that. And Terry will explain it later. Um, one thing that stood out to me with Carson – I'm just going to do it now with the hell. Um, watching him throw kind of the deep outs and the intermediate stuff outside, like to the sidelines, even when he's like inside the hashes, the, the arm strength and kind of the core strength, like the, 
the body, like firing with his hips and turning through. It's not a it's, big arm throw. It doesn't. It doesn't look, need to be a big arm right. throw because he's using his entire body. Exactly. And it's it, it's it's just the motion is pretty and smooth and it's different than what they had and it's not a shot at Heineke or the other folks. This guy's 6'6", 250 and second overall pick. Right. Like there's a reason he checks every athletic box and you see that. Now that doesn't mean he's gonna throw it on time or his feet are gonna be set. There's all sorts of things that can get in the way that we've seen get in the way. But like when they're doing drills and they dude, they didn't even at least when I saw it, they didn't even do a full route tree. Yeah, it was a lot of the shorter like, stuff. Like, like they didn't even get. What to are the we deep. talking about here? Yeah. ninety minutes, zero hitting. We're not even running a full route tree. And that's probably how the first week's going to go. Right. Yeah. Um. So you don't want to jump to too many conclusions, but I I did notice. So if you get out here as a fan or whatever, and you you notice this red line down the outside of the practice fields, it's because like anything that any route that's going towards the sideline, they only want those balls delivered outside of this red line. And the idea is. When you put it out there, the only person that can make a play is your receiver. The best a DB or a safety is going to do is just knock it down. Like, you're putting balls in positions where they can't be turnovers, something that Fitzy certainly and, and Heineke struggled with. Wentz has the the not just the arm, but, like, the body, all of it, the package to get it there. And, and I think that's advantageous for this team in a big way. Uh, and you that know, red line is just half, basically about halfway between the numbers and the sideline. And yes. they want it. The outer, I guess, what would you call that? One, eight, seven. One I'd eighth. put it as a third of the way from the sideline to it's the one numbers. One eighth of the entire football field. They wanted the okay. outer eighth of the football field. Okay. There. So you're talking about huh. a pretty narrow area. To I'd throw say it's it in. a quarter from the hashes. I'd say it's just a three one yard eight. alley from the <laughs> sideline in. I mean, it's right there. One, Pete, run over there and look. All right. Be right back. You got to sprint. All right, we'll time him. One, two, three, four. Oh, he doesn't have shoes on. <laughs> I lost count. Seven, eight, nine, nine ten. 10 he's like slowing down. Is he, he going to fall over the. I, I, I wish over? we had video of his oh. gait. That was tight. Oh, he hurt something. He's no, no, no. He's going over the gravel now. Um, this is. Uh, Pete's a, a good young athlete in good shape. Not a very impressive performance. We're gonna we're gonna have a video for the Instagram of how far it is. It's three yards, almost two. I think feet. it was almost five yards. I think that was almost five paces, maybe at least four. All right. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> All right, he's running back now. We can. Everyone, I think it's. T- we're he, gonna have to check out Pete's gate when we get this he up doesn't on look, Instagram. He doesn't look great. I think it might be the lack of shoes. I'm slow. <laughs> he's a little out of breath. Uh, you know, understandably, it's yeah, hot. Yeah, was a, it was, and that was a, that was a little more of a run. I think it was four or five yards. Five yards. Yeah. Oh, I told you. you I go. nailed that. It's, it's I was able to count his wa- feet. Absolutely five yards. Okay. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Uh, running without shoes on is tough. So I'm gonna. Yeah, the gravel. I think you look better. Than were you that saying normally. I looked? You were analyzing me like Chase Young. Yeah, we were. I'm not good at running. I've never been. By the that way, good. a football field is how wide? 160 feet. So about 50. 50 yards wide. So it's about a tenth of, a, of the yeah. width of the football field. So I was pretty close with my one-eighth over there. Yeah, but I, I said one-third. You what said one-third of from the numbers. <laughs> one-third from the numbers. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Um, so you, JP talks about the pros of Carson. Yeah, while you catch your breath real quick. Wildly accurate day. Yeah, he – you know how they say with certain hitters, like, their foul balls are loud? Like, Carson Wentz's misses are pretty loud. Like, they're – the way they hit the DB's hands or sail out of bounds. Like <laughs> You want me to make my it's Carson pretty, point? <laughs> When he's off, he's off, but he's when committed. he's on, he's, he's it's it's really, he's really good. Right so, through. 
I think what was more important today was that his attitude and what John Allen says about his approach is resonating. Now, they're not going to slam Carson and say he's been a malcontent, but we know he's got the ability. It's The reason he's here is because of leadership, ability to take coaching, and I think so far he's saying the right things about being a better person, someone who's approachable and who can talk Let to Mitch other teammates. Talk. I'm, on with J- I'm, I'm on board with JP where you can see the difference in the throws between him and other quarterbacks. And honestly, going back to... Other quarterbacks here. Kirk, yeah, other quarterbacks yeah. here. I was going to say going back to the Kirk Cousins days or whatever. Um, and you can see the way how quick he gets rid of the ball because he doesn't have to wind entirely up. Um, to me, the other side of it that, you know, kind of have taken, I think, a little bit for granted is Pete asked, Pete asked Carson about how do you handle training camp? Are you still throwing balls that are 50-50 to kind of see how the defense reacts, or do you want to kind of treat, start treating this more Yeah, like I think Fitz was like, training camp, who cares? These turnovers don't count. I'm going to fit it in and see what happens. So, but so we were texting about that. Please finish. So Carson talked about how, you know, I'm treating, I'm treating this way more like game-type situations where I want to make the good throws. And my one takeaway today from Carson being out there one of the things that I think he got the Colts offensive line in trouble with was the, the amount of time that he holds the ball. Totally. And a lot of this was, you know, nine on nine. So it was guard. It was tackle guard center on one side of the ball. No defensive linemen were on the side with no O-linemen. So it's not a true pass rush. It's not a true, you know, offensive line set. However, there were a number of nine on nine plays where Carson, where it would have been a sack and Carson either threw the ball away or stepped up into – an imaginary pocket that was there but wouldn't be there if there were five rushers and offensive linemen and everyone there. I think that's something that fans are going to have to pay attention to as we get to probably more of the regular season. But honestly, as we as we look at him in whatever minimal amount he plays during the preseason, you know, receivers love that he holds the ball so long because it gives the receivers an opportunity to get open downfield, and that's certainly a good thing. And throwing the ball downfield is something that he's going to do way more than other quarterbacks that have been here. Linemen hate it. Linemen hate it, and it's going to be tough for some of these old linemen to, to hold those blocks as long as they need to. And I think when you couple that with holding the ball too long, but also not always committing to where a drop is supposed to take you, can be a bad recipe. And, and as people love pointing to the, the Colts' O-line rankings from last year, not all that a quarterback can make an O-line look pretty bad. Just like an O-line can make a quarterback look Certainly. pretty good. Um, an O-line can make a quarterback look bad, too. I wanted to follow up on this. So you asked Carson about, you know, are you playing it loosey-goosey because it's camp? Are you playing it? Are you trying to make the right throws, the right reads? I'll drop his answer in right here. Great question. I think there's some plays uh, within, a ca- within a camp you want to see how they look and, you know, different things. But once camp hits, it's really I want to be clean. I want to be efficient. I want to be effective. If the deep ball's there, let's take it. If it's not there, find the check down and start building those habits of, of just being efficient, being effective, and playing fast. Uh, you know, maybe in OTAs it's a little bit different. Maybe you're trying to hang on some stuff, be more aggressive. Here it's going to come in spurts, but for the most part, you know, your sights are set on being clean and being efficient, um, and that's what I try and do each time I'm out there. And then the immediate juxtaposition for the three of us, I assume, at least my immediate thought, was Fitzy last year saying, hey, it's training camp, I'm trying to make it rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also just who Fitzy was. Yeah. He did that in games. Yeah. So like, he was a YOLO. Like yeah, like I, and then Heineken kind of the same dude. Yeah. So I, I think, I think those guys want to say they're just doing it in training camp. It's who they are. Mm. And I think 
Wentz trying to say at least he's trying to be clean and effective and, and do it the way I'm coached up, etc. Maybe is growth. Maybe is a hopefully realization or acceptance of what he should do. Yeah, maybe the coaching staff's getting to him in a different way that others have, or he realizes stop three in three years, I need to change something or also be a vagabond. Or it could be he knows what to say at the podium, and then come the games, he's going to totally. be turning it over regardless. So, um, But it was definitely a, at least a departure from the past couple quarterbacks we've worked with. YOLO! And I just accidentally bit the microphone. He does say, bit it? it like, I leaned forward and just kind of kissed it. Like, Mwah. Do you not know the difference between biting and kissing something? Oh. That, that's interesting. You want to talk about numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Carson says all the right things at the, at the podium. He's he, he got like Mark Sanchez won the you know won the won the press conference because he was engaging and fun and enjoy. Carson says the correct football things when he's asked about football stuff. For now. For now. The question is whether it translates on the field. And honestly, every practice is is going to be well and it could not even translate at the podium if we get to a a bad spot yeah but i don't think there's going to be a lot of yucks with carson at the podium i see i think if things start going if things go well then it, it's just like anybody when things go well you're happy to have a little fun yeah yuck it up make some jokes here and there he's he's got a little bit of pressure on him right now and it's Good. Yeah. it's not a it's not i a want them all heavy, business it's not a heavy pressure but there's some one thing sure. or is there other topics nope i'm ready go um ahead. Mitch, I liked your one thing, and I have a reminder here to remind you about the one thing. Yeah. So do you want to go before we forget? Making sure that the wires don't don't cross any further. I yeah. took a note on my one thing. Wow. Yeah. Big, I, big man is shook. I witnessed I, this first note in 15 years. The, the wires are the wires are, are slowly being untangled. How and, you were gone four days? Four days. And you were maximum speed the whole time, I assume. We landed at 9 a.m. Uh, in Iceland on Thursday, and I came back at whatever. We were. I probably slept six total hours, That's eight okay. total hours. Maximum speed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, breakneck pace. I'm not sure you'll be back till like Saturday, bud. I think he Saturday, might need the off you day. Might press the gas again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to press the gas again. <laughs> Sometimes you need, you know, the little the little booster of a of a of a. Like you could use a Red Bull. I don't know that you need to fill up a, a gallon of gas and go yeah yeah well, you know you'll figure it out i've never been Glass one to, of wine. i've never really been one to take it slow anyway <laughs> so a, a steak and a steak and a bordeaux go ahead <laughs> yeah um my one thing <laughs> came at the is. linebacker position bruce Boudreau, uh, he coached the caps <laughs> yeah there you go um in 11 on 11s uh one of the plays that uh the offense ran was a little uh um, wide receiver, uh, I mean, sorry, running back. It was J.D. McKissick. Comes through kind of the middle of the line of scrimmage and then runs a flat uh, 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 route out to the flat. Jamin Davis was in at linebacker and kind of got behind uh, got behind McKissick and didn't didn't leave him, didn't leave much depth on him. So when McKissick kind of turned up field, he just kind of blew by. He kind of blew by Jamin um, immediately. Jack Del Rio and Steve Russ uh, called Jamin Davis over to the sideline. You know, we're kind of pointing out, and they were—you could tell that they were discussing the, the the linebacking depth that he needed to have on the play. The very next play, the second team ran it. Um, Kalik Hudson was the was the linebacker in. Um, I think Jarrett Patterson was the running back on that next yes. one. Yes, Kalik all correct. had plenty of had plenty of depth on the play. They threw the ball in the flat to Patterson. He was able to step right up and 
would have been a minimal gain at best. Would have been a minimal gain at best, or he would have hit him and, and knocked the ball loose as was. But it was just a good demonstration of, you know, kind of where Jamin Davis needs to kind of improve on and some of the kind of the, the details that he needs to he needs to be more uh, he needs to be more more honed in on. And uh, and I love that Del Rio and Russ both kind of grabbed him immediately and were you know talking in his ear. We weren't yelling at him or you know throwing f bombs or anything, but it was a, it was a pointed conversation. I would say. If I may. What's the concern level that that's happening on the first day of training camp? Mm-hmm. This is the time for coaching, certainly. Yeah. But we're a year into this. We're mini camps, training camp, uh, OTA. You know, Ron, I'm, a- I'm asking. Uh, Ron I'm described not- Carson as a little hyper today because he was a little excited about being out here. I think, I think there's there's a little bit of over anxiousness probably from some guys, especially a guy like Jamin Davis who has, knows that he has to prove something. Uh, Jordan Giorgio talked to him a little bit today. He he talked to. He talked about, uh, you know, knowing that this year is important to take that next step, and so I think he, I think he knows that knows that he's got to make some plays, and might have been a little overeager. Day one, I'm not reading anything too much into a mistake, you know, on a on a an eleven on eleven drill. I didn't hear a number. I'm, I've been asking for your number all day. If uh, if Antonio Gibson's a point five, I will give. Uh, Jamin Davis a .5 with that specific with that specific mistake. Cool. What's your number? Uh, a, a one. Yeah. To me, it's more about the repeats than the I, initial. I, I don't think we're about context and nuance on this thing, right? Like, we'll talk about the backup left guard and, like, let's go. I, I'm just saying I'm not prepared to look at a day one little nothing simple training camp mistake in a vacuum on a guy that struggled to be on the field. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And I'm going to uh, two. I'm not going high. It's not a right. 10. It's not right. a nine. But, like, it's that, not that totally is not the one thing anybody wanted to hear. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Is, so which like, is why I didn't love that Pete went to me first because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be dropping the negative one out there. That's all right. Well, whatever, man. I, <laughs> people are subscribed to the podcast. They're not going to unsubscribe. Like, Mitch is so mean. We're telling the truth. JP, what's your one? Tell the truth. Uh, I'm going to credit Doc Walker for this. And he, he brought it up on the radio with us earlier. And I just thought, I kind of noticed this too. Um, 91. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, I noticed just, it too. I just, I want to credit Doc because you know how Doc loves his like unheralded guys and guys that are really hustling and flying around. Yeah. Jacob Panasiak. Panasiak. Let's just call it Ryan Kerrigan 2.0. He's Michigan, right? Michigan State ah. loser. 6'4", 255, Sparty, undrafted guy. I'm a, Maybe this is a different conversation. He's got the hair of a Greek god. I think there are, will be opportunities. I don't know. I, I don't expect Chase to be ready for week one. Like I, I think there might be extra roster spots at the DN. And dude flies around. Like... Some of it just might be effort in late July, but hell, if you're going nuts and not everybody can match that, and you can stack those days, and today's day one. If you don't do it tomorrow, it's irrelevant, right? right? But if you stack days of going nuts, and it stands out, yeah. If you're noticing it, the coaches. I noticed are. it. Mitch I noticed, noticed it. I noticed Doc it. noticed it. Yeah. The other thing I'll just drop real quick about the defensive line. Montez Sweat almost had an interception on one of those quick wide receiver screens out uh-huh. the outside. I have a feeling he could have a big year. He like he jumped up in front of uh, in front of uh, Taylor Heineke, and 
enveloped him and had both hands on the ball and just it was almost a Dallas pick six. Yeah, I mean it was it was one of those plays where like and that's the thing with Montez Sweat you see you see from time to time is those wow plays where you're like oh that guy has a ton of athleticism that was one of them sorry Pete and thank you both for cursing sorry man it's first day we're fired up of course Um, the other thing I wanted to point out and I'm not sure somebody from BCC class of 99 can confirm this because maybe it was earlier than this (laughs) but weirdly this date stands out to me okay I believe Jacob Panisiak was born on the day I graduated from high school, which makes me feel incredibly old. June 14th, 1999. Sort of beautiful, though, that he's now your first one thing at training camp. Yeah, I don't know. Brings a tear to your eye. I don't – that date sticks with me for some reason. Maybe May- it's like a buddy's birthday or something. I'm not maybe, maybe something more fun. <laughs> maybe. Summer of senior year? Who if knows? It, if it was graduation day, nothing that cool. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I remember fair. that day. Hillary Clinton spoke at my graduation. Boom. That's badass. I gave her a hug. I was in the Washington Post. Yeah. My one thing is totally self-serving, and I credit Pete Haley for this. Look, in Pete's post office, the second edition, somebody asked me who would be the first player out of training camp. Hey, Mitch, great job finding that out. Good information. I answered Mark and Michelle. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Go ahead. I want to hear this. I want to hear him pat himself on the back, (laughs) and then the big man actually did the homework. Go ahead. Somebody asked who would be the first player out. He said Christian Holmes. I guess, hey, that's fine. I'm going to take Mark and Michelle. Lo and behold, first player out, Mark and Michelle. I wouldn't say it's a one out of 90 shot. It wasn't going to be John Allen, Deron Payne. It wasn't going to be players of a certain position group like the O-linemen come out together a lot of the time. But come on. There's a bunch of randos on this team, and I polled Mark and Michelle. That's a pretty good long shot. So that's my one thing. That is good. I'm impressed. But I think to, like, claim that dub, were you here to know who the first person out was? No, that's Mitch's beat. It's the Tischler that, that tickle. That is my training. My I don't want to interfere. And the benches. That's his training camp beat, and right. the benches are in season. Exactly. Um, um, so, yeah, that's not a really helpful one thing for the listeners who want to learn honestly. a lot about this team. Yeah. I they think that's just something you point out. That, right. That's a lame okay. one thing. You have a better one. You took a bunch of notes. Uh, my other real one, one thing. One thing, your favorite player. Uh, he's not my favorite player. Troy Acky dropped a layup of an interception. Kind of your favorite player. I have no idea why he's still employed. And Derek Forrest looked far, far better. Uh, it's going to be Forrest, gotcha. Reeves, and Butler competing. I don't know how Apke ever survives past uh, I August. I think we all talk about St. Juice. I think the Buffalo package, and this may not happen till Halloween. Everybody gets so caught up in week one. Like, they play the bulk of their games. You have a good Halloween costume or something? You keep bringing up Halloween. No, but I think we get so caught up in the first six weeks, and meanwhile they play 11 more games since then. Yeah. And if you go back and look at Cam Curl, when he started to pop, was later in his rookie season. I think there's a chance you start seeing a lot more three safety sets as this thing develops, and I think it's Forrest, and I think it's Butler pushing. And I think, if you remember how good Curl was in the Buffalo role, if they trust one of those two guys on the back end with McCain – or it's more of a red zone, green zone situation. I think you might be able to see Curl up closer to the line of scrimmage a little bit more, which is an advantage. I, I, I want him on the field in two safety situations, but like in three safety situations, he doesn't have to be back because he's a really good tackler and a really good blitzer. Yeah, there's no limit to how much Cam Curl should be playing. Love that guy. Um, I also hope, yes, Halloween is where adjustments happen, like Landon Collins. It took them a while to put him in there. It can be earlier. You can do it in week four. We don't have to wait so, so long. So I'm I hope the staff is aware. We're talking about but basically yes. two rookies. Yes. Forrest was hurt and barely played. Right. People Burt, have to find but, their rhythm. Butler's an actual rookie. Yeah, people have to find their rhythm, but the coaches need to be more up to speed on who thrives where so we're not 
making these great adjustments so late into the year. And I think with that, we might be ready for JP and Terry McLaurin, unless you guys have other news, yeah, nuggets, I just, notes. I want to, uh, Mitch, did you run into anybody in a different country that you oh, want to shout out? No, the other uh, note I wanted to point out, um, Jeremy Reeves had a clean shot on Samus Reyes on <laughs> a on a uh, ball over the middle and, and very emphatically pulled up short. Nice. On him, and the defensive coaches all cheered, and yeah. he ran over and uh, gave uh, uh, one of the defensive coaches a, a chest pump, and nice. almost like they sell, almost like they were celebrating That's an interception. It was a pretty, pretty funny little moment. To my point about Halloween and why it matters, ten twenty five twenty twenty is when Curl got close to seventy percent of snaps, never dropped below eighty six percent of defensive snaps the rest of the year. That's like that's really when damn things good. start to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's when his special team snaps really decline because they're like, oh, yeah. hell, we need to play this dude on defense. Nate Katzer just gets boned all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I had a line, and I held it back. Um, let's go to Terry McLaurin. We'll be back tomorrow. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Always good to talk to Terry McLaurin, especially now that he's back and... A lot has changed for you. You are now maybe the guy on this team, like week one cover of the program, team captain, going to be here for the long haul. How good does it feel for you to be here and be in kind of a new elevated role? Um, it's very humbling, first of all, like, and it's, it's really cool to see a lot of your hard work pay off and to be somewhere where I wanted to stay and continue my career and hopefully bring championship and uh, the winning culture back to this great, this great organization. And, you know, talking to uh, Doug Williams and just seeing the prestige that they've had during their time. And I want to be a part of that, you know, and just to have that contract and have the business side taken care of. But to be back out here with the guys is what I love, playing football, being able to catch a deep ball today from Carson. And that was fun. Like, that's what it's really all about for me. And uh, we got a new group of guys, a really good, strong group. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this season has to has in store for us because, um, you know, it's just it's just good to have football back. You mentioned the deep ball from Carson. Let's start with it because it, it was a pretty exciting play. Um, I mean, that's not an easy pass yeah. to bring in. Talk about, you know, because I, I know you guys worked out in California, but this is your first practice with everybody here and all the coaches and everything. What do you think of the deep ball? What yeah. do you think of Carson? Um, I mean, I think it was exactly how we wanted to to come out and, and, and get and that first impression. You can't explain to folks kind of the, the yeah, route and where you were going. Definitely. So it was just a, it was a high deep ball, you know, kind of like a, a corner route, but um, I think the way he placed it right where I needed to over the, my shoulder and I made a little adjustment at the end, he put enough air under the ball so I can track it. Um, for us to not have really any reps outside of that two or three day spin out in California to be come, out, come out here and execute, um, I think that says a lot for my preparation and his and just the confidence that Coach Turner has in our ability to call that on the first day of camp. So I think that's just a great first impression. Um, Coach Rivera and I got to talk about that and 
Um, I just want to come out here and, and be a guy that he can trust and depend on. Um, a guy that he knows that's going to go to come down there and make the play. It doesn't always have to be pretty, but we're going to figure it out. And that's the most thing, most thing I'm excited about to come back out here and, and earn my spot again and, and, and prove to why that um, I've been able to be in this position and it takes the hard work to, to do it over and over again. What do you think about the rest of the receiver group? I, yeah. I imagine you're thrilled seeing Curtis run around. Yeah. Uh, Jahan, man, yeah. his, I love his hands. Mm-hmm. And I think Cam still, we're still all kind of waiting on that breakout year from Cam. And he's, he's proven he can do it in spots. Mm-hmm. And now and a guy like Diami. What, what do you yeah. think of this, just the receiver talent? Yeah, I think we have a very versatile group. Um, obviously, with Kevin Curtis back is huge for us, his versatility to play all three spots. Um, I can play all three spots. Jahan can even play all three spots. And I think when you have those guys who are really versatile over the course of a 17-game season, a lot of things happen, and you got to be able to be interchangeable. And we have a lot of guys who are unselfish, guys who are going to be ready for their moment. Like Cam, since I've been here, he's been a guy who may not have started, but every time he comes in at one position or the other, he's always ready for his moment. Those guys, I call him really one of the glue guys in our room because uh, you need guys like that to be successful. And De'Ami's looking to make... Uh, the big jump in year two, and I think he's doing a great job of just taking a day one approach. So I think we have a really great group of guys in that room who are first humble, hard workers, but obviously eager to um, make plays out here and, and give our quarterbacks as many weapons as possible. What does it mean having a quarterback that the word is, and, and he kind of owns this, what I asked him, he likes going deep. He wants to be a vertical yeah, attack. Yeah, I think it's great, I mean, honestly, and um, I think in this league, having as many weapons as you can as possible, but also stretching the field vertically is very, very critical. And I think he brings that element to our offense. That's uh, something that we want to connect on. But I think we got to do that and get the confidence in practice for Coach Turner to call it. He's already made it an emphasis that we want to, you know, continue to just stretch the field as much as we can. I think we have the guys in our room to do that. And um, the great group of tight ends we have as well is just. We have a really great group of weapons, but we just want to take it a day at a time and, and really try to build that chemistry and so we're ready for when the games come around. I want to ask you two more because I know it's hot out here. Um, Chase Young's a guy you've known a long time yeah. from Columbus. You know, um, He's obviously working back from an injury. Do you reach out to him? Do you try to just keep his spirits up? How's he seen? Definitely. I think Chase is doing a really good job. Um, you know, I've talked to him throughout the offseason. Um, he's like my little big brother, you know what I mean? He's big. Yeah, he is, he is. And just, I think the biggest thing that, st- that stands out about Chase is his, his enthusiasm, his mindset. And seeing him with a smile on his face when I came in here, um, seeing how eager he is to get back out here and how he's attacking his rehab, that's what you want to see. I know he's dying to get back out here, but I know the trainer's doing a good job to take it a day at a time with him. And when he's ready, he's going to be coming out here hungry. So. Um, as his teammate and as a guy who's known him for a long time, I just want to continue to encourage him uh, to take it as, as much time as he needs and, and be prepared because um, this defense can be even better with him out there playing to his full potential, and I know he'll be ready. And then I think in, in kind of his opening camp remarks last night, it, it seemed like Coach Rivera was really making an emphasis on not establishing expectations, but being clear that this team has goals. And, and maybe last year, coming off the playoff berth and everything, there were expectations got away from it or, or, or whatever. How do you balance expectations versus goals for yeah. this season? I mean, I think having the team meeting yesterday was clear for everybody, and we want to win as many games as possible. 
And when you do that, you have a chance to win your division and then go, get into the playoffs and ha hopefully have a chance to win it all. And that's why we all wake up every day from the support staff to the players to the coaches. You come here to get into the playoffs and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And I don't think we shy away from that, but I think he just wants to make sure that we take it with a day one approach, um, understand that the de attention to detail that's going to take to get there, uh, the mindset from everybody um, to do their job and not anyone else's and to control what we, what we can control is what's really going to help us get to those goals and hopefully, hopefully reach those that destination at the end. Do you set up specific goals for yourself? What, are, what, what do they look like? Um, I mean, I, I really just come in really with the same mindset every year is try to prepare my body to be in shape and to play a full 17 game season. Um, I want to be better than I was last year, just running my routes. Obviously, contested catches was great, and um, I come in here and wanted to do, be better with yards after the catch, and um, and being a guy who can stretch this, stretch the field vertically, and, and hit some of those deep balls. I think I came into college, out of college, having that, and you know, obviously, that takes time just to get the chemistry with the quarterbacks. But I'm looking forward to try to get back to doing those things where you're really hitting those big plays, and. Um, you know, we're, we're getting game, game changing, game drive, big plays where we're not, it doesn't necessarily take 10, 15, 20 plays to score and you can hit those quick hitters. So uh, for myself, I'm just coming out here really trying to earn my spot again. Like that's really my mindset, be a great leader for Jahan and the other guys in our room and not just our room for this offense and this team. And, um, you know, it's very humbling to be able to have a group of teammates who believe in me and my ability and the person that I am. And, um, you know, I just want to come in here with a great mindset and great enthusiasm every day. Any chirping yet, or is it not hot? <laughs> not yet. Not even nah, cool it's, it's chill. One? It's chill. It's day one. Um, but you can tell the enthusiasm. You could honestly feel the buzz in the in the locker room and in the, around the building that everybody's excited to get back out here. You know, as it gets a little hotter, as the pads come on, you'll definitely see the intensity continue to ramp up. But I think it was a great first day one for us and uh, to get everybody back out here, full squad, and, and to get a feel for what this season could look like. Good to see you back. Good luck this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Always good to see you, JP. Thank Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, it. No doubt. I'm an old white dude. Never judge what young people are doing. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.